Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 309 of the Naturally Nourished Podcast. You are joining us for a special back to school and kids Q&A episode. Today we'll be sharing updates about how Miss Stella's summer has been, what the school plan is like for both of our kids this coming school year. Yeah, big deal, Becky. Yeah. <laughs> Don't cry. I know, Don't cry. I know. Um, and answering a bunch of listener questions on everything from favorite snacks to packing a balanced lunch to immune support from you know, sending kids to daycare all the way through college age and for the teachers as well yes. and more. So much stuff. And today will be a fun kind of grab bag Q&A style answering. So we'll try to hit a lot of ground and we won't get too, too nerdy, but there'll be, as always, a lot of things to apply and considerations for empowering your household. So before we go into today's episode, today's sponsor is Santa Cruz Medicinals. So they are our favorite cannabidiol product on the market or CBD. Every human body is wired with an endocannabinoid system and it responds to various compounds, but CBD is one of the largely influencing molecules that actually can downregulate a fight or flight stress response, supporting that parasympathetic regulatory mode, reducing anxiety, panic attack, and aiding in regulating stress and improving moods. So this might be a really great tool for some of you listeners when we're talking about back to school, either the moms that are having those jitters and (laughs) disruptive sleep nights, um, and even can be appropriate for children because again, it's something that the body naturally makes. Um, So something to play with for anxiety, stress, uh, mental concentration and focus, as well as inflammation in the body. You can go on over to scmedicinals.com, scmedicinals.com. It stands for Santa Cruz Medicinals. And you can use the code AllieMillerRD. When you do that, you're going to save 15% on your order and you'll get free shipping. And some things that you might want to start with are their deep sleep capsules. These have 50 milligrams, five zero of CBD per capsule, along with L-theanine, which aids in deep restorative sleep and some valerian in there, which is a calming nervine herb. You could also just keep it super clean with their MCT oil-based tinctures, which you can dose based on the concentration of the bottle. Um, And they also have some really fabulous topicals like their pain salve, which is really great on any aches, inflammation, or even osteoarthritis. So go on over to scmedicinals.com, put in the code AllieMillerRD at checkout, and explore all of their cannabidiol formulas. Yes, thinking that would even be a fun thing to send like college kids off with. I wish that existed or I knew about it um, yeah. back when I was in college, right? Yeah, no doubt. All right. Um, so let's start with this first question. Um, 
this year, Allie, you really got to experience Stella's first summer because yeah. prior her school went year round. Um, and, and that was kind of part of the impetus of you taking a sabbatical to get to just down regulate and like do summer with your kids. Yes. Um, but what were some of the highlights, I guess, from your perspective and what would she say the highlights were of yeah, the summer? And we already have pre-recorded in episode 311 coming up. I talk a lot about my perspective over sabbaticals. So I'll keep today's focused all on the kids concept. And um, it was just such a joy to be a part of and witness her community and um, be able to experience her play this year in general, even during the school year, um, attending birthday parties or being able to go on a class trip and really watch them, as I say, like in the wild. (laughs) The peer engagement has been so much fun. So she was in kindergarten and she's going into first grade now. And um, just being the fly on the wall and listening to the conversations is absolutely Mm -hmm. my favorite. (laughs) Stella has an extensive vocabulary and her reading skills have really rocketed. So this summer we've been doing a weekly library trip. Uh, She also watched the movie Matilda, which makes her even want to be more nerdy, which is fun and cool. And um, we've been just, I've just been enjoying connecting with her and communicating with her and then observing her communicating with others. That's been the best. Yes. And I've loved Stella's recent evolution. She's always been so, so sweet to Noah and, you know, very tolerant of him, even as a baby when he would like drool on her toys and she'd be like, um, can you take that stuffy away? He's going to drool on (laughs) it. Uh, but it seems like these past few months, there's been an intentional, you know, shift where she could literally take over and be his babysitter. Um, and they can go off and play for like 20 minutes of a time. She's including him in conversation. And I think part of that is he's talking a lot more. So Mm -hmm. they're like having more banter, um, back and forth, but I'm sure there's been some like intentional yeah. stuff on your part um, to encourage that. Yes. So there's a lot of an emphasis that we take care of the littles in our community. And um, I think that probably because she isn't a sibling, it's still very novel to her, which is a blessing in yeah. that sense that like she loves the caretaking role when we play with other families that have maybe a three-year-old and a six-year-old or something like that, or, you know, Noah be almost two right now. And so I think that she's at a space now of understanding also her role in community and that like leadership component, she seems to get really stoked to be able to be like, oh, did you need a snack? You know, she likes to like solve problems and help. Um, And I think that we have for sure encouraged being a helper. And, um, you know, we we read one book a couple years ago that I love. I'll I'll link it. I won't know the name off the top of my head, but um, it's about filling up your bucket and um, how things that we do and ways that we communicate with others and engage with others can either fill up their bucket or it can spill from their bucket. You can take from other people's buckets, for instance, if you leave them out or if you say something that isn't kind um, or uh, you know, makes them feel down. And then you can fill up a bucket when you do something of service or when you compliment another individual. And so that's resonated over the past couple years for her where at the end of the evening when we're doing prayer time and we reflect on our day, I, I every night have her also say three things she's grateful for and I share them as well. So sometimes we'll go every other. Um, and I think that that's another important driver of perspective, having grace and gratitude. 
and that helps her to, I believe, be softer and um, be patient and be able to really appreciate things. I think all too often, if we don't uh, show the importance of being grateful, we can feel emptier, even though we're living really full, fulfilling lives. Yes. Um, awesome. Well, whatever you're doing is working and um, it totally, you know, shows up in terms of her development, her behavior, and she's just really a joy to be around these Aww. days. Not that she Thank hasn't you. always been, but we've had our moments. That was one of my favorite, <laughs> I forget what parenting, um, I think Matt talks about that a little bit and, and we can link his episode in 303. Um, Matt Boudreau, uh, he talked about the hero approach to uh, working with kids and unschooling, and it was a really fabulous episode. But I've always uh, thought about, I think it was from him, you know, it's your job for your child to be liked. And so if your child's a jerk, <laughs> you know, you're, then you're not doing it right. right. Or if your child's boring or saying that they're bored all the time, yeah. then you're not doing it right. And so really, th- that's one of the greatest compliments is hearing that she's a joy to be around because I think that that shows good balance um, for children in their development. Totally. All right, so first grade, kind of a big yes. deal. Yes, um, What big is deal. she most excited about going back to school and what are some of like the big highlights of, of first grade for her? Well, all the friends and then, you know, I think she's pretty stoked because this is her first predictable year. She's changed schools every year. Yeah. So we started her with the Yoga Peace School and then the Montessori School and then now, you know, with this move. So this is her first year that she's going to repeat no you know the admin no um the teachers already because it's such a communal school that she's engaged with her first grade teacher and she already knows her name so it's not like a new face um she knows the environment she knows where the specials rooms are and so she knows where her art her art teacher her spanish teacher and uh i believe there's a music teacher have all stayed the same because they're the specials Mm -hmm. so i think that that predictability is really exciting for her and then and that comes with then the knowing of like, okay, and before we do the blessing of the backpacks, and so I'm going to get to pick my school list out and, and you know, the purchasing of the glue and the folders, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all of the things. Um, but I know school-wise, she's just excited about doing projects. Uh, we've done as much as we can to continue to enrich that and a couple science projects here and there from a book we took out. Uh, but I think she's stoked about the structure and the hanging out, the friends, yeah, the, the friends, friends for sure. I mean, she's been making these hilarious videos for her friends this <laughs> summer. I don't know that they ever get to her friends, but she made a bunch on my phone. Like, yep. hey, Tegan. Yep. Here's what I'm doing today. I'm in a store. Check it out. And they're yep. amazing. <laughs> she's hilarious. She will not have any social media accounts, but nope. she can record. She can pretend. A video. Yes. <laughs> For a text only to the mom, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Noah's heading to school. Which yeah, is <laughs> let's talk about that. How crazy. Kind of a big deal. Um, So when this episode airs, he'll already have been in school for almost three weeks, I think. Um, So we decided to do two days a week um, to start. Uh, so he'll be going Tuesday and Thursday. Um, we found a, a Christian school, and really when we were in the process of looking for schools in Austin, um, a lot of the big impetus of, of what was going to drive us to, you know, choose a school because he doesn't have to go. He's only two, right? It's, it's you know, not required by any means, um, was making sure that there was this little like bad season 
weirdness as mm-hmm. possible. And so mm-hmm. this was a school that even in the height of whatever that last variant was, Omicron, um, we didn't mask for our tour. And, you know, teachers were in various stages of masking, depending on their comfort level. Um, kids were not required. And I felt good about that. I felt good about the level of, you know, engagement, um, that I saw going on in the classrooms and, and, you know, they took us through all the way, it goes up up to sixth grade. Um, so all the way to see like the sixth graders interacting and as normal as possible for Austin was like kind of what I was looking for at the time. Um, so we're excited about, um, the school. It probably won't be like a long-term solution because we're looking to move to somewhere where we have a little bit more space and like-minded individuals but while we're in austin i think it'll be good for community um and you know they have chapel on sundays so we'll probably check that out and see you know what the community there is like um i'm already finding i'm having to advocate for his his diet um so yep we got every time i get an email i write something back and i'm like these people are either gonna hate me or i'm gonna bring them treats and they're gonna love me (laughs) um but you know we got the email about the school snack program that's provided and i was reassured like don't worry we have gluten-free options like cheerios and i was like do i talk about the parts per million of glyphosate that are on cheerios (laughs) or do i just completely advocate against it and um you know send his own snack and that's that's what we've determined to do that's what i yeah i think it's too complicated just like when we work with people that are doing for instance like an mrt diet Mm -hmm. and we say don't tell them everything i i have to at least write gluten-free no food dyes organic where possible paleo-ish and then i just put a star and i say please don't feed my child anything without (laughs) discussing first with me. Or I write it as a couple sentences and say, I have Stella on a very specific diet and I'm more than happy to bring snacks in advance. Uh, You know, give me your list of the food allergies and I'll make sure everything, you know, works as it should. And then in her lunch, we just pack her her own snack. Well, this school didn't have a snack program. I mean, they just are supposed to bring a snack. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that works out the best. Yes. <laughs> but we just got off of a camp where the camp, I, I wrote, you know, the same kind of, I just wrote gluten-free, no food coloring because Stella wanted to try it. And it was this uh, summer camp and they really pride themselves. Like everything's made from scratch daily. We have such a wonderful food program. And so the first day I still packed Stell's her lunch because they wouldn't give me their menu in advance. And Mm. I was like, well, I don't know. Like she doesn't do anything that is like an analog of a grain product. So she's not going to eat a gluten-free sandwich, for instance. Right. She would eat the innards and figure it out. But she's not going to want to eat that bread. She's not going to want to eat a gluten-free pasta. She's just not. She just eats paleo-ish, you know. Um, Anyway. And so she brought her own lunch and she did cry because two of the boys made fun of her for bringing her lunch and um, she felt, I guess, ostracized or whatnot. And then she went ahead, ate her lunch, all was fine. The second day, uh, one of the leaders came up to me and said, oh, uh, you know, we did a snack after lunch and uh, we offered Stella a chocolate chip cookie and she asked us if it was gluten-free and it was not, and so she didn't want it. 
Um, and I'm like, right. And you also shouldn't have offered her. Right. Because, but either way, I'm happy that she's empowered. So she was like, is that gluten free? And they said, oh, no, it isn't. Yep. So she said, oh, no, I cannot have that. And then they said, okay, well, we'll go get you something else. And they grabbed her a popsicle and she looked at it and she said, I think that popsicle has oh, food no. coloring in it. I'm not sure, but I think that that kind is the one with the food coloring. And they like checked it and they're like, yep, that's right. And so she got sad because she had eaten all of her lunch, including her snack, I guess. And then they didn't have anything to quote unquote offer her. Um, so I'll say, you know, you live, you learn. And it's just a constant, like the more engagement you can have with the teacher. And I, my biggest advice for listeners is, just go at it in the like killing them with kindness. Um, don't you're not going to change their perspective on right. how they're going to feed their classroom, right? Or what policies they have. So you just need to be sweet and communicative, so that they don't say, "Oh, this lady's such a pain in the ass." That they're just at least like, "Oh, I got to reach out to Noah's mom." You know, yeah. "Oh, I got to reach out to Stella's mom because I'm not sure." And this last year with her kinder, her teacher was so amazing. She would text me, like, even if it was at 7 a.m. and she forgot that she wanted to do a candy corn counting exercise, you know, in Halloween time. Um, or she did a um, thing with mandarin oranges. Um, I think she made them, like, into pumpkins or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's like, okay, so I really wanted to find an activity that Stella, she would always go out of her way to find an activity that Stella could do. That's and then amazing. we'd be like, so I'm using mandarin oranges and then we're going to make candy corn out of them because I made whipped cream last night so she can have dairy, right? And then I'm like, oh my it was like really the best. Above and beyond. Um, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so you, you know, and then we just always act super gracious and she's just the best. And we've tell her that all the time. Um, yeah, Miss Thibodeau. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was really wonderful. And I anticipate this year being good and easy and uh i know this question came up so let's just talk about it like for school treats yeah 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 same kind of thing so i just always say in advance you know can i leave two treats in the classroom um in advance in case something spontaneously comes up and i don't have time to put something together um and that would be probably like a chocolate rx bar let's say as an example item um, because that's kind of like an indulgence and it'd be, you know, cut up or, um, you know, in its package, but in a zip. Um, if it's, uh, if they're willing, I love to do that with like the good pops, uh, popsicles. Cause a popsicle is usually as cool as a, um, cupcake or something sure. really exciting. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause it's unique. Uh, and then otherwise I've even done things as simple as just a snack and Stella's cool with it. Like, um, I might add a couple hue gems into it and then I'll do like dried mango and pistachios. Like a trail um, mix. Like and a trail mix. You used yeah. to get the cute little like whatever she was into bags frozen yes. or Paw Patrol and um, kind of leave those. Like the, yeah, yeah, just the bag yeah. exterior. Yep. And, and they're shelf stable so the teachers mm-hmm. don't have to worry about when this is going to occur. Um, so I think that's a good um, tip for just the celebratory events and not yes. feeling like your child is missing out. They at least have something special. Yeah. Know, and then to s- them. sometimes in that case scenario, if Stella did have a more boring, boring snack, um, I always encourage, again, keeping them in the communication and not letting them feel victimized by a clean diet. So we talk about it all the time. Um, we look at foods at the grocery store together. She'll say, oh, that's not food. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's still at a stage of, yes, boys did make her cry, but she also the following day said, I can't have that popsicle. Right. It's food coloring. Right. And so she's still advocating and feeling empowered. And that day, it wasn't uh, you know, whether someone would say this is a bad choice, whatever, I don't care. Um, it, it wasn't like I needed to make up for that, but 
um, you know, I was really proud of her and, um, we, I was like, you know what, do you want to go get a chocolate frozen yogurt? And so we went and got a small chocolate frozen yogurt. Um, and she was just like, oh, this is just so much better anyway. And, um, (laughs) so anyway, it's just kind of special to be able to do that or maybe offer her, would you like to make chocolate chip cookies today? Because, you know, they had a chocolate chip cookie and then you could bring one in your lunch tomorrow. Um, and so you can do that in nourishing replacement options. Um, and I think, again, the biggest part is just making sure that they understand why. Um, and if they do indulge in those things, like I have um, at birthday parties, let her make the choice. But sure. now most birthday parties, because they know her, they accommodate her right, right away. And so like... Someone did sprinkles cupcakes and they got Stella a gluten-free, food-coloring-free cupcake. And so she ate three bites and I was detoxing and I felt guilty because it just got tossed. <laughs> but And I was like, this is a $6 cupcake, right, goodness gracious. Right. But Probably um, too sweet for her palate. Yeah, she but, doesn't dig it. She yeah. went off and climbed a tree. So I was like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And it, it helps that she's of an age where she can communicate these things. Like Noah yes. will grab the thing and eat the thing. And- yes. then ask for another one and I'm like okay well um so yeah I'm I'm just you know learning to navigate that myself and his school actually required either um a doctor or dietitian note and I was like well I happen to be a dietitian but I'll have Allie sign the note that I write um for his school and we've even had to navigate like the supply list already I sent an email that I'm still waiting for a response back but their supply list asked for like three cans of Lysol and four things of Clorox wipes. And I was like, can you clarify how these will be utilized in the classroom? And if this is to go on Noah's specific like nap mat, I would like to provide an alternative. Mm -hmm. And I know that's something you were navigating back um, during, you know, intense COVID times with um, Mm -hmm. Stella's Montessori school Mm -hmm. Uh, was more the like safe, effective disinfectants. We even have a blog all about it. Yeah, we do. So I advocate for in in that um, letter or whatnot um, for hydrogen peroxide and the dilution to be used. I purchased that like whole, I don't know, it was a direct to like institution site. I don't know if it was wholesale, but whatever it was, Mm -hmm. you know, not direct to consumer type site. Um, and was able to get the perfect percent dilution to directly apply so you don't have to mix it. And um, I provided them just information because they were using diluted bleach. So I was like, it's going to be functionally a horse apiece as far as like your mechanisms of dumping it into a bucket, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as materials and who we're training type thing. But, you know, bleach is disrupting for the microbiome and respiratory system. And so if we're talking about a viral rep, respiratory disease, we probably want to make sure that we're not stressing the lungs of those in your school. Um, And so talking about filtration also is really important. Uh, Unfortunately, with rules for gun safety, a lot of schools can't use access to fresh air, but that's Mm -hmm. at least something to advocate for and request and see what their policy is there. Uh, because that would be ideal uh, to be able to have the children be exposed to fresh air throughout the day. Um, and then secondary would be the filtration. And um, I think that's also something to talk about right away too is 
do they have opportunity if weather appropriate to have class time outside sure. and yep. is there a corridor they can use and um you know do they have i love that stella's school has a garden beyond you know so she has gym class outside when possible they do archery their recesses outside and they have two recesses a day they change buildings when they go to their specials and they use their corridor they have um, church sometimes outside uh, and i really like that regardless of fear of exposure to virus but more about just being in a natural space sure. that's freer of of toxins yeah. and so really supportive more vitamin d natural light for their eyes for their brain development and dopamine all that stuff too all right um we got a lot of questions about um stella's current diet and um building balanced school lunches in general so any like new diet shifts I feel like it's always kind of the same um you know the same staples of like lead with protein and fat you know yeah. keep the carb minimal um but any new like lunchbox favorites or or anything that um she's really into right now yeah I mean I'm not sure new but I'll tell you what she's into sure. um newish I'm, I'm sure things evolve slightly over time uh so in her lunches she will always have a, a protein or two uh, and so we'll often do a, she care, she likes the like Tillamook cheese rectangles more than a string cheese. And so we'll often do that. Um, we will sometimes do just cut up squares of a raw aged cheddar or something like that as well, or Kerrygold um, would go in there. Um, and that's kind of more of her secondary protein. She always will have some form of a meat or fish. So uh, she does not heat up her lunch. She uses a metal like bento box and I'll link it in the show notes. I saw a couple requests for that. So we'll link her lunch container and we'll also link a blog on building a balanced yes. kids yep. lunch. Um, but if you missed our food as medicine for the whole family program, that's really a great place to start for all of these answers uh, because it's it just really comprehensively talks about what is essential macronutrient needs based on the age. And so, you know, for Stella at six years old, it's going to be different than Noah at two, which is going to be different than your son or daughter at 14 or, you know, so and forth. And it also depends on their activity factor, where they are with their growth and development and um, so much more. But so that that's the food is medicine for the whole family program. And that really gives you all these customizable worksheets. And there's also a video where Stella talks about being a taste adventurer. And this is something to start doing right now. If you missed it in the summer and um, you know you didn't uh, order it, make sure you go do that and work on this with your kids because it'll make the eating of their lunches better. Yes. Um, you they don't come back fully yes, intact. Nothing is worse than spending money and, and time and energy on something that gets wasted, of course, mm -hmm. and then your child not having the nourishment that you intend right. on them to have. So ensuring that their palate is savory and they're open to whole real foods and that they enjoy them is what's going to make your school year lunch a success because they look forward to it and they're not feeling ostracized by it or different by it they're enjoying it and I think that that's absolutely essential and you have to start priming it the earlier the better because then that's just the expectation yes 
Um, so there's always a protein. Um, and so it could be cold. Um, and that's kind of where I was going with this. She'll eat cold meats, no problem. Um, so it could be like a cold leftover burger. And um, we would just cut that into like chunks. She does have a fork um, in her lunch that she uses. So she would use that for her burger. Um, she would do leftover uh, cold piece of salmon um, that we roasted the night before. Uh, shredded chicken Um, usually we will put that in a little bit of olive oil with herbs and she'll eat that with her fork or um, she's not really into like a chicken salad she's not Mm -hmm. a mayo girl Um, but she'll do like olive oil with herbs um, and uh, otherwise she would prefer in like a quesadilla style Um, and so that's what I would do with like steak Um, that would go into like one siete tortilla and then we fold that with uh, raw aged cheese and then cut that into pieces so she gets a couple triangles. Uh, and then we might do salami as well. So the salamaria they were on um, a couple months back now. Uh, they have these awesome saluminis, uh, which are basically like the diameter of a, a grass-fed beef stick, but just so much fla- so much better flavor, so much better meat texture. You actually get that like primal salivary <laughs> um, pool happening because you're chewing real meat versus something that's kind of like hot dog texture. Um, and so we do those. And then even their salami, we'll just slice it really thin and put that in a, as a bento section. So that's her protein. And then she's always going to do one or two vegetables. Uh, Usually here we go raw for lunch. Um, So she might occasionally do like a leftover roasted broccoli or cauliflower, but she's definitely going to prefer cucumber or um, carrots or bell peppers, Um, snap peas she'll do. She'll do um, sunflower sprouts as her vegetable choice. And so we just kind of let her select what would you like as your vegetable tomorrow. And okay, well, you had that yesterday. How about let's try something new Um, And so it's just guided decision-making process. So she's empowered. Uh, And then she gets a uh, fruit, sometimes two fruits. So she might do a berry and then um, maybe a small organic mandarin orange. Um, Or she might do dried mango with her pistachios. And then she might do strawberry slices. Uh, She loves watermelon, pineapple, cantaloupe, kind of across the board. And um, then she'll do also like little trail mix things, like I said, as well as um, cheese with an apple for a snack. Um, But she's pretty tight onto our concept of getting two to three colors, um, always having one to two proteins and making sure that there's no naked carbs. So every, you know, carb is going to have a protein or a fat to balance in. All right. Um, And we had another question on more breakfast and lunch ideas. So I'll for sure link that back to school um, lunches um, blog that we have because there are a lot of really good ideas like deli meat roll ups, um, doing various dips with our veggies to get some more fat in or doing like pork rinds with a dip. Um, I think that'll be one of Noah's staples because he's into, he calls them porkies. Um, Porkies. Porkies and cheese curds have been like the saving grace yeah. around our house. So I'm thinking that'll like incorporate into his lunch. Um, let's talk breakfast ideas, but some of these I feel like can convey to the lunchbox totally. as well. Yes. So uh, Stella likes a good omelet. Uh, so we have not done that cold in her lunch, but I don't know. It might work. Um, but she loves an omelet in the morning. And um, usually that'll have like pork sausage in there or bacon. So some kind of protein added in beyond the cheese and the egg. So that's a pretty good push for her out the door uh we like to try to get 20 grams of protein per meal into her body and so that would be like two eggs plus an ounce of protein 
Um, she will often also, if I'm taking her to school, I love to do a smoothie and put in a scoop of the naturally nourished grass-fed whey. You know, I'm a big proponent of getting that into children because it helps with growth and development and bone health. It also is going to aid in concentration and focus. Those immunoglobulins prime the immune system from all the gunk they're exposed to. There's lactoferrin in there, which aids as an antiviral and also protects against gut pathogens. So from any gut bugs going around school and um, then you're also going to get glutathione with that naturally nourished way because it's all non-denatured. So you get the heat sensitive compounds of the antioxidants beyond getting that 20 plus grams of protein goal. So a scoop of that with some full fat coconut milk, I'll keep her smoothie at eight ounces and um, I'll try to get her to get half down at the table and then I'll have her um, take that to go and then she hands me her cup like halfway on the drive. Um, Most mornings she's going to eat something in the car in addition to something at the table um, just because she likes to eat kind of slow and we don't have all that time and so if we're doing like almond butter pancakes, Um, She might take half of, um, she'll take like two slices of bacon and maybe half of an apple to go in a little like handheld stainless steel thing. And then she'll eat the pancakes though that are made with almond butter and egg and baking soda, pretty simple. Um, And so she'll get that in because that's the messier hot thing and then kind of grab the bacon to go. Um, Sometimes we'll do nut flour muffin and then just add a scrambled egg on the side or a piece of... um, a breakfast meat. Uh, She also has been liking doing beyond just a quesadilla using a siete tortilla as like a kind of like a hot pocket basically. Okay. Yeah so Brady will like put scrambled egg in there and he's also done this with deli meats and she digs that and then he'll just like sear it closed so it's not just like and, and then it's like that better texture versus you know, not as messy as like a breakfast taco, yes. which we've been doing that with Noah um, more for his lunches because that's his more involved meal. But I'm like, I don't think this will travel well for a two-year-old. Yeah. Yes, you might try that. Okay. And then maybe like seal it and we slice it into like mm-hmm. chunks kind of thing. That's great. And that works yep. well. And then um, she also loves the yonder pork sausage yeah. patties. So she can do two of those often and um, like with half a peach. Yep. And that does the trick too. Yep. We make those ahead and then we let Noah select right now because he's in kind of a picky face still of like he loves something one day day and then the next he doesn't so I'll freeze sausage patties some kind of muffin that can be heated in our toaster oven and then I have almond butter pancakes also in the freezer and I'm sure I'll be doing more of this like meal prep as mm-hmm. I get closer to my due date and like having oh, yeah. to have a lunch for him still um, I'm thinking about doing some like almond butter waffles just a different texture and variation but I think I could use the same batter honestly yeah Yeah. Um, and then he has like a freezer meal that's not you know like ego waffles that we used to do but (laughs) yeah not the same totally all right same (laughs) um so some really good ideas there I'll link the um back to school blog for y'all um and uh let's hit this next one from nat p 1625 supplements for back to school slash immune support Okay, so I would say everyone listening, ensure that your child is at minimum doing the kids essentials bundle. This has our kids biotic, which is the lactobacillus and bifidum strains that have been shown in clinical studies to actually reduce amount of illness as well as fever, as well as need for antibiotics or medication intervention, as well as runny nose and cough. Um, And so I think that that's a pretty powerful testament 
supplement as is. Um, two chews a day for most children. So once they cross over uh, 35 pounds is when I generally say put them on two chews a day or right at that 40 pound mark. Um, and so this is that delicious grape flavored probiotic chewable. You could do both at the breakfast table or one at the breakfast table and one at the dinner table. That would be fine. Um, and then they're going to be getting the multi-avail kids, which is our orange flavored chewable that has methylated B vitamins. So we're giving them that support for building and excretion pathways. Methylation plays a huge role also in the world of autism and ADHD. So ensuring that they're getting that methylfolate as well as methylcobalamin. Most kids' multis on the market are going to have these synthetic forms of these nutrients and that can have a hindrance on behavior as well as cognitive function if your child has methylation issues. So a big thing to call out there. So the Multivale Kids is going to have those active methylated B vitamins. Um, they're also going to have a nice suite of bioavailable minerals. Um, so they're going to get zinc in there as well as chromium and um, iron. And so we're going to get good immune support, good growth and development, uh, and just a good foundation as a multivitamin. And then there are um, anti-inflammatory phyto compounds also that are blended in here. So to helping with seasonal allergies and just um, supporting optimal cellular health. Um, and then the third in the Kids Essential Bundle is our EPA DHA liquid. So we actually made this change just a couple months back when we came out with our EPA DHA liquid. The bundle used to have the grass-fed whey in there, um, which I still think is a very close essential. Yes. Um, yeah. So I would say get the Kids Essentials bundle and then get a bottle of grass-fed whey as your bare minimum foundation. But the EPA DHA liquid um, is a great potent form of omega-3 fats, um, fish oil essentially, right? And we've seen such great research outcomes on DHA and cognition, um, enhanced testing scores, and even IQ in individuals that regularly supplement with that DHA. And everything on the market is just inferior in dosage. Um, so we did not go gummy or tablet in this formulation. We went liquid so that you can pack in a potent dosage in just a teaspoon. And then that EPA also is going to help with regulating inflammation. So if the child's dealing with fatigue or aches, um, that's going to really help their body to be in that anti-inflammatory state. And then the vitamin D balance blend is actually also going to be um, in that. Oh yeah, bundle. there's yeah. four things. There's in four there. things. Um, yes. We had we switched it from three to four, and we were able to still keep the price um, competitive, or I think less than it was with yes. the way. And we decided pull the way out, so that's a more flexible. Like everyone in the family uses that. You might go through it faster, um, and then you'll get uh, the dropper bottle of the vitamin D balance blend liquid which can be dosed from infancy and beyond and that one's super important as we know for immune support as well yes we actually have on our vitamin d liquid page a research study that looked at hospitalization of children with covid and vitamin d insufficiency or vitamin d deficiency trends and then we know that vitamin d is a great role as an antidepressant so especially this could be all the way through our teens and such to really ensure that their brain is optimized and that their mood is balanced and regulated. And then um, vitamin D plays a huge role with insulin sensitivity in the body and blood sugar metabolism.
metabolism as well as thyroid and overall metabolic health. Um, but immune is for sure a big, big, big hit there. So the Kids Essentials Bundle has Kids Biotic, Multivel Kids, EPA DHA Liquid, and the Vitamin D Balanced Blend. And um, some individuals are telling me they're keeping an extra bottle or one, once they go through that vitamin D liquid, they're pouring some of their liquid fish oil into there actually to use that for dosing. And that works too. The dropper helps for yeah. younger kids for sure. Yeah. For Stella's, I mean, she just takes her teaspoon yeah. and um, she does that at the end. So she does her kids biotic and multivel kids in the morning, her um, teaspoon of the uh, omega-3 as we're kind of taking her plate to the um, sink. And then I do the full dropper of the vitamin D uh, liquid as well. And that's all in the morning for yep. her. Um, and those are kind of the foundational staples. And then we can always layer as needed or maybe even in the, you know, going back to school phase where it's like they haven't been around a lot of kids and all of a sudden there's this influx of like, yeah. you know, sneezing all over each other and whatever kids do to spread germs um, at school. The the Bio-C and the Cell Antiox are always two yes. um, that we love to have on hand and, and those capsules can be opened um, you know, really, I think I started giving that to Noah at like six months. I just wouldn't do it with the raw honey until he cleared that one year mark mm-hmm. with, with honey. Um, but using those maybe a couple times a week, just as preventative. And then if actively ill or there's something ripping around the classroom, yeah. um, doing that on a daily basis in a bite of raw honey, we've mixed ours with elderberry too, um, mm-hmm. as another immune support. And that's always something I have. Uh, a bottle and a backup bottle of the um, Gaia Foods um, elderberry syrup. Yeah, we can link that too on the yes. Amazon store. And the BioC Plus and Cellular Antiox, we do that at any sign of immune stress. So either a good friend that she spends a lot of time with gets ill, or um, even a classmate um, gets is held home or um, especially if Stella has congestion or a fever um, that's when we're going to use that then twice daily and daily until a symptom would resolve but I pulse that in about three times a week Um, there was another question someone had asked about concern on spike protein circulating following boosters and such and um, you know so I'm thinking that maybe this child is is not out at many public places and so that's going to be a dynamic shift but you know keeping that quercetin also circulating through the system with the bio c plus mm-hmm. um and then the knack in the cellular antiox is another great way to you know from any way shape or form whether we're talking about infection or shedding from someone else's injection um but you know really getting uh support with the knack especially in the, the spike protein inhibition yep and and not even specific to spike protein i would do that for like any concern of vaccine shedding because there's that yeah um, when you're in you know a classroom especially with littles that are getting Oh, like daycare. That that was kind of what I took that question oh, gotcha. as of like other shedding um, of other viral vectors and whatnot. So yeah. I think across the board, it's going to be super supportive. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And then you're also getting the allergy support and all that jazz. Yeah. So. Um, and then we've talked pretty extensively about um, use of like a nasal spray as part of um, just kind of the hygiene practice that you want to put in place like this is something we do every single day. We get home from school, we do our nose spray, and then we go wash our hands or vice mm-hmm. versa. All of that can happen at the same time. Uh, but using that Exlear um, nasal spray that will make sure to 
link um, in today's show notes that has the xylitol and grapefruit seed extract just as a daily nasal rinse preventative. I think it's a really good habit for like everyone in the household for seasonal allergy support and just all of the things we get exposed to through fall and, and winter kind of immune season. Yes, and then that's where we would switch to colloidal silver spray if dealing with an active infection. And um, I would just say, you know, when you're using your colloidal silver, that if you're using that during times of infection, make sure that you do toss, (laughs) you know, not worth saving that leftover $17 if last time you used that, you had a pretty gnarly infection and then it's just kind of inoculating in there and then you're using it again. So do be mindful in those kinds of tools um, to change them out. And yeah, maybe write household names with, with a sharpie yep. on them I mean yep. I, I definitely do share with Stella all the time but I try to be mindful of oh I used that when I thought she might have had like strep throat or something yeah. we're gonna just toss yep. that one yep. <laughs> we don't want to get that again yep and they have the big bottles of the um colloidal silver that you could like you know refill something with if you've cleaned it really well but probably yeah. you just want to get a new a yeah. new bottle if it's going straight up their nose and I would say in the vein of uh, hygiene and nasal passage health uh, that teaching your children to blow their nose is really important as soon as you can. Um, So as early as, you know, them blowing bubbles with their nose and sealing their lips in the bathtub. Um, But really moving any of that nasal congestion is going to prevent ear infection, which is the number one cause of antibiotic use in children. So we have to teach them early on and continue to empower them to clear that ear, nose, throat space. Um, So good productive cough, um, good deep um, ability to blow the nose. Um, And I will say, finally, Stella was always very cool with the nose spray, uh, but she just thought, she also had a a very strong dislike for napkins. (laughs) She'd be like, get out of here, this is disgusting. Is she over that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And so now, especially at a restaurant, she'll use a napkin on her lap, like a lady. And um, now she can blow her nose beautifully, like an adult. Um, And so it's awesome. She was just sick for 24 hours and my parents were flying in. I was all nervous. I think a whole group of our friend circle had been exposed to whatever recent virus uh, variant this one is. Um, But anyway, she had a fever and it was 102 and we did all the things. Um, Just like I mentioned, we did that Bio C plus and cellular antiox twice in that day. I did up her vitamin D to five times the dosage because she had the active fever. And I did double down on the kids biotic to four a day, but just kept her multivill kids at two. Um, She did a full scoop of the grass fed whey. She did two capsules of Bio C plus, two capsules of cellular antiox broken into the raw honey. And within 24 hours, she was just clean like a whistle, all good, no drama. Um, she did have a morning where that next morning within 24 hours, she did vomit up a little bit of bile because I gave her her fish oil on an empty stomach. Mm. Um, but I think that's just because she was under eating because she was oh, ill. And yeah. then it was yeah, just yeah. like, it was just a bile thing. Um, but then from there, totally full, full good. So all um, ways to just really keep on top of and continue to enhance their health. Yes. And we have a good episode from way back, even pre-COVID stuff on kids' immune health um, that I'll also link. Um, I would also throw in just with the conversation of the nose blowing, the ear infections, um, the mullein garlic um, ear oil, especially for little ones. So, you know, anytime Noah gets any kind of congestion, he actually can blow his nose like pretty well for a child his age um for whatever reason he enjoys doing it he thinks it's like a fun elephant sound to 
to mm-hmm. me. Um, but anytime he's got any kind of gunk going on, I do proactively put a couple drops of that um, into his ears yeah. in the evening and even like post swimming in a lake or ocean or something like that. Um, just a good practice to have and something, you know, for that medicine cabinet that you don't want to not have it when you need it. Yes, most definitely. And just explaining to them, like it helped, I think that helped Stella a lot because she got a gnarly cough maybe four months prior. Um, And so I said to her, I was like, Stella, you blowing your nose at this time is going to get rid of what your immune system is trying to push out. And if you suck it back, Mm -hmm. that means that your immune system is going to have to deal with coughing it out. And coughing it out is a lot less fun. And, you know, so let's just, so she gets it. And so I think always, again, bringing it down to their level of why is this important? uh, Never undervalue empowering your children versus just telling them what to do. Yeah. Hers is just... We gotta get the boogers out. And yep. He's like, "Yep, get the boogers Otherwise, out." Otherwise, I gotta use yep. the booger sucker. Yep. Exactly. You don't like exactly. going on your back and being told what exactly. to do. Yeah, we haven't needed that the last couple of, of times because he's pretty effective. All right. Um. Next question from LK Grace. What about a parasite cleanse for kids? Is this appropriate? Okay. So we covered this a little bit in episode three hundred, kids' digestion, just a couple months back. Um, but I would absolutely provigilantly bring in the Rebuild Spectrum probiotic as well as the GI cleanup as well as the Naturally Nourished Grass-Fed Whey as tools to offset impact of parasite and even um, based on the child's age and weight, the GI lining support because that would help to reduce the inflammation going on. But I would not use uh, antiparasitic compounds or um, even antifungal antibacterials like the berberine or the herbal immune um, in children without testing um, and knowing the presence. We wouldn't want to prophylactically do any form of a cleanse um, per se until we really see that there is proof of parasite that needs to be treated. Um, And at that time, then you might want to coordinate care and actually work with prescriptive agent beyond um, natural compounds. But to start with the Rebuild Spectrum and the GI cleanup and get that support with the grass-fed whey and GI lining support, I think would all be very appropriate. Yes, totally. And then you could do our three-day stool test to confirm presence of a parasite, you know, if needed. And then, yes, absolutely coordinate care, figure out appropriate dosage, you know, per weight. Uh, there are some like liquid formulations out there, but I wouldn't just do it because it's like the buzzworthy thing that's right. circulating right now. No doubt. And definitely steer clear of using binders with your children, yes. like yep. even just charcoal or clay, uh, because these can cause imbalance of electrolytes or minerals. And remember, electrolytes maintain the electrical function of your body, which includes your cardiovascular system. You really don't want to mess around with that, especially when you're not monitoring your child's hydration when they're at school and they're running around and um, they're much more prone towards that imbalance. Yep. And a lot of those cleanses do incorporate some kind of a binder. So that's a really good point. All right. Um, Joyful JLW asked, what should I put in a college kid's health kit. Okay. Love it. So we had two great episodes, goodness, a hundred plus back in in, um, episode 202 and 203. And these were geared towards uh, talking about uh, blood sugar balance for teens and tweens and establishing healthy habits and the importance of a balanced breakfast and can teens fast and kind of covering the pros and cons there, as well as the impact of stimulants like Adderall and caffeine 
the importance of sleep and even a little bit on hormones and acne. So 202 and 203 are really great listens that I would say I would put um, a link to those in my college kids kit so that they can listen to those on um, public transit or while they're in their dorm or kind of just getting acclimated a good, I think, applicable uh two episodes there. And then, um, I would get my kid, uh, a form of blue blockers and also try to, um, modify the settings on their laptop that they're taking to school, as well as maybe a screen protector with, um, some, uh, you know, red filtration for the blue light going on there. Uh, a blender would be really huge. So maybe not going for that full on Vitamix or Blendtec if there isn't space. If there is, even better than they could do like a true green smoothie. But maybe at least like a magic bullet I think would work really well um, for doing the grass-fed whey protein shakes and such. Uh, a mini fridge so that they can at minimum have, you know, tomato caprese salad and or quality deli meats and uh, Greek yogurt and cheeses, uh, all of those would be really important. Or even like the perfect bars, which are refrigerated, clean protein bars that you can get at Costco. Uh, That would be fabulous. Um, Focusing on a snack bin that emphasizes the proteins and the fats would be huge. So like a lot of meat sticks, um, nut butter packs, parm crisps. Um, These would all be really great choices. Maybe... um, hot water kettle for coffee or tea access, like an electric one that they can plug in so they're not spending all their money at Starbucks. Um, And then just like a simple setup with a knife and cutting board. Um, And then maybe like a a small mini Pyrex situation where they have like two different size containers with lids for leftovers or to heat up food. And then um, probably a microwave as well in their room. Um, Not a big fan of it, but again, good, better, best in practicality if they're going to be sipping on bone broth or making any of these health supporting things that might be the the best option for that short period of time. Yes, totally. And and being able to take like... um veggie dippers from the salad bar and like use them later with guac or hummus you know I think having that fridge would be a fabulous fabulous tool yeah and if you're looking at bars with them I mean the best thing to kind of stick to we talk about this in that food is medicine Mm -hmm. for the whole family we have a whole um, part on navigating the grocery store and reading labels but a general rule of thumb is going to be that there's at least half of the protein as there are grams of carbs but ideally closer to a one-to-one ratio. So if they're looking at like a cliff bar and it's 46 grams of carbs, but only nine grams of protein, that's not even close to halfway. But if they're looking at, for instance, an RX bar and it's 23 grams of carbs and it's 12 grams of protein, that would be a much better ratio. Um, And so that's something you can start to kind of look at with them or or teach them about um, foods that they're purchasing if they're getting, you know, a frozen food item or something like that to start to be aware of that carb to protein balance. Yep. Um, And then on a supplemental level, we'll kind of break it down with maybe start with the basics. Um, We definitely want any college-age student to be on a multivitamin. um, And so either our multi-defense for boys or um, multi-defense with iron for um, college-age girls are going to be menstruating. So for women who are menstruating, Mm -hmm. um, we want to have that foundational layer of support guard against nutrient deficiencies, provide the full suite of B vitamins. And that's also a high antioxidant multivitamin Mm -hmm. that's going to hopefully keep them from catching every little thing that gets passed around um, the dorms. 
Um, and then getting them on a quality probiotic, probably starting with just the Restore baseline yeah. um, probiotic and, and sending them to college with that in their kit. Um, and I think the EPA, DHA would be my three like foundational, if you're going to take nothing else, here's your three things. Here's how you take them. Let's mark it up on the bottle mm-hmm. and you know, maybe get them on a subscription monthly of those three or um, the essential wellness bundles. That's what I was going to say. It's going to have mm-hmm. um, all three of those included in it. Yes. So essential wellness bundles for the back to school college or teachers. And then for the kids, it would be the kids essentials. Yep. And in the essential wellness, you know, I would say I would add in that vitamin D balance blend. You know, we would look at an immune support suite. That would include, of course, the vitamin D balance blend, which you could increase three to five times a typical dosage during times of illness. But to be on that daily, again, because of the mental health component and metabolic health component, I think that's another one that I would say every college kid should be taking the vitamin D balance blend. And then if ill, we could also layer in that cell antiox and bio C plus. So that'd be similar, but you don't have to mix it in honey. You can take them as capsule form. Um, And then I would look at Calm and Clear as probably uh, Calm and Clear and Adaptogen Boost to be a good tie for the top student supplements, especially college. Um, And you can use Calm and Clear, um, you know, anytime age seven and up, you know, really once the child can swallow capsules. And this would be like our go-to as an alternate also for ADHD or issues with concentration and focus. Um, And this can also help with anxiety. So a lot of children, unfortunately, as early as, you know, ages nine are experiencing anxiety. Calm and Clear be a really great formula to help the body and brain to feel in that parasympathetic balanced space. And then for college, I would say that would be like an essential because almost all college kids experience anxiety. So whereas for children, that would be maybe, you know, uh, just the child that's expressing that need for support. But for um, college kids, I think Calm and Clear be a great one to help them make balanced decisions, um, not be as um, impulsive or reactive, um, and also help them to just feel safe in their body, which is really key because then we make less poor choices, generally speaking. Um, The adaptogen boost would be a big one I would think of more for college or like this would be maybe starting in the more academic performance and athletics in high school of like maybe, you know, age 15, 16. Um, the adaptogen boost is going to aid for stress-induced fatigue and resilience to stressors. So this is going to be a great way to give um, that college kid a good energy boost, clean burning fuel, and also enhance their academic performance um, while not burning out their adrenal glands if right. they are pulling some late-nighters or cram sessions. Um, and then uh, for that same reason, maybe relax and regulate would be a really good one to help them to um, maintain healthy depth and quality of sleep, release any of the neuromuscular stress and tension in their body, and also aid in um, healthy regulated bowels, uh, which is really key, especially if you're, you know, sharing a restroom and maybe your dorm room, you know, has like a, I had like a common soul restroom situation. Um, so, you know, that was a whole getting used to. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, and then just kind of like staples to have on hand, I think the detox packs, because- Oh, yeah. There's the reality that college kids are probably going to get into alcohol of some persuasion. Um, We do talk about that, I think, on um, that episode 203, um, kind of safer consumption and, um, you know, mitigating the ill effects. But that would be a great tool to empower them with if they are choosing to consume alcohol to take a detox pack that night and maybe the next 
day um, as well. And then I would also send them with a bottle of either or, or maybe both um, super turmeric and or inflamazine um, so that they're not reaching for the Advil or the Aleve or NSAIDs, you know, at the first sign of a headache or especially for the ladies, um, the inflamazine really helpful for um, period cramps and kind of reducing period drama as well. For sure. Absolutely. I think those are all great. And then we didn't mention Gabacalm, but this is one oh, yeah. that I did have a question come through on is how old does my child have to be to take Gabacalm? And the answer is that Gabacalm could be taken for a two-year-old, you know, basically. Yep, I as, give it to Noah. Yep. <laughs> and um, as, as early as they can safely chew and Gabacalm is quite soft, so you can even crush it up. Um, but this is going to be a really powerful inhibitory compound for the brain that can help with fits. It can help with, um, outrage or, um, dynamic emotions as well as anxiety and that fight or flight panic stress response. Um, so this is great for like before a first date, um, for a college survival kit or, um, public speaking or exams even, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it can also help with concentration and focus and academic performance. Um, and so this is one that I would say, you know, some individuals would use even prior to calm and clear also in the world of these like preteens, teens, and, and even adolescents, um, that are exhibiting anxiety or stress, um, or unhealthy physiological, um, responses to stress, like, um, some discomfort, like sweating or shakiness, whatnot. Um, and so to give them a gabacalm before they go to school and then one in their lunch could be really appropriate. Um, again, especially for individuals that are, um, on that line of considering pharmacotherapy, the, you know, long-term studies on children using compounds that are stimulants, um, or also in the world of the SSRI family at early ages are, are very, um, daunting and dark. And, um, often we see driving more serious, uh, mental illness, uh, manic depressive disorder, suicidal ideation. Um, and so really supporting your child with the nutrients that they need. And of course this comes hand in hand with communication and, um, making sure that the house and your relationship is a place that they have safe sharing and safe venting and good, healthy outlets and, um, uh, places to, uh, be vulnerable and, and share and grow is, is key as well. But I think Abacalm, um, is a big player there too. And, and that's also, you're going to get that boot of mental, um, wellness with the probiotics that are in either the essential wellness or the kids bundle. Um, but let's wrap up Becky with a question on screens. And I think that when we're talking about also supporting mental wellness, um, you know, beyond maybe the impact of what they can do at school, um, how can we in the household, what are guidelines and things to consider in the world of screen time? And how do we discuss this with our kids? Yeah, we just did this in which episode was it that we covered screen time pretty extensively um, recently? I think it was the vision episode, actually. So that would oh, be yeah, a good one like um, to go back and um, give a listen to. We covered kind of the impact on um, developing children and, and actual changes that can happen to our vision, our visual field, our yes. visual acuity, and, and um, even development of the retina and whatnot yes. if exposed to screens too early, which is kind of the shock and awe, scary stuff. Um, but that would be for sure um, worth listening to. I mean, you know, schools have varying degrees 
degrees now of like how much screen um, time kids are, are getting. And I think that's something if you, you know, are selecting a school um, and, and, you know, choosing to educate privately to vote with your dollar for the one that's like, yes. we use real books. Um, yes. I know still a school yes. is like that. Mm-hmm. And um, I know Noah's at least in the earlier age groups mm-hmm. is, and, you know, we'll pull him before he gets to like the smart screens and all of the crazy, right. goodness, <laughs> crazy technology. Yes. When we toured their STEM department, which is, you know, all the science technology um, and, and mathematics and such, uh, they were like, well, you know, we do have a really strong program in this element, this element, but if you're looking for computer science, this is not an area where we thrive. It's not an area that we focus on and we don't use c- computers in our curriculum, um, until we're past sixth grade. Um, and then, you know, they even still at that time are using textbooks, but they are writing papers by typing and such. Um, and so it, it is interesting. And I think that the biggest thing it would come down to in the household is just our modeling. Um, so if dad is sitting on the chair and scrolling sports mm-hmm. or mom is scrolling Instagram or whatever, whoever's scrolling what news feed or what have you, um, then your child is also used to you not making eye contact with them, but them looking at you while you're looking at your screen. Right. Um, and I think it's just unhealthy habits that we all can fall into. Um, but having a space for all devices to be charged, like a charge station, I think is really great advice so that when we're present with each other in the household, we're present with each other. We're not getting distracted. Mm-hmm. If we want to go find out an answer to something, we go to the computer room and we ask an answer to something. Or if we heard that there was something on the news, we want to check out a particular story. That's all reasonable, but to just have the device in the hand and, and your eyes on your device um, is really poor modeling. And, and your children will watch that and they're already growing up in this world that it's our job to model something that's countercultural. Um, it's our job to model the importance of getting outside and doing that scooter um, jog or um, making sure that we talk about the colors that we witnessed in the sunset. Um, and just getting back into nature as much as possible, I think is a great juxtaposition or offset, but also limiting the time of screens that all household members are exposed to, including ourselves. Totally. And having an agreed upon, you know, amount of time or number of times per week or whatnot, or it's like that doesn't happen during the school week and we have a special family movie night, you know, Saturday and on Sunday morning you get to pick 30 minutes of shows you yeah know, because we like a slow start to the morning yeah uh, but having like a contractual like this is what we do in in the household and with multiple kids you might be managing multiple um screen schedules or you know they have to agree on something but i think having that like going in not exceeding that having some sort of timer set um i know you can do that with all the like fancy smart tvs and yes. like that now too Yes. Haven't had to do it yet. But absolutely, right. So if we know that we're hanging out with friends um, and that Stella's going to watch a movie after dinner kind of thing, A, the other moms and myself are all on board where we don't allow them to watch the movie prior to dinner. It's an after dinner thing as we're like wrapping up. And that means that it's just one single movie. And um, then they're playing pretend play and doing all the stuff. And one other fun thing before we wrap, just in the world of untechnologying or whatever, (laughs) um, is that we just purchased for her a record player 
because all of her friends um, have Alexas and it's like the thing that like they want Alexa to tell them a fart joke or something or Alexa, (laughs) you know, it's just very novel and play this kid's bop song or play this whatever. And I just feel like, A, we know that she's surveying us and listening to us and B, um, I don't want you to have this just Pandora's lid off access to ask information and questions that I can't vet that I'm not sure is in, um, you know, alignment with our family values or what have you um and also the the types of music selected all the things there are parental controls but i mean that's not in alignment with my values necessarily um so we just purchased stella a record player it was like 67 dollars, and so yes it was an investment and it'll be you know her back to school big present um and then we got her some new casey musgraves and so you know she's got like her country records she's got her charlie crockett she's got um a couple classic songs that we like and whatnot and then um that way she has her autonomy she can play her music in her room um it's also just kind of cooler i told her i was like i was like it's way cool like not anyone else is gonna have this she got to pick out a purple one um but i'm just really excited there's no emf and i think that it's gonna work at least for a while and we will happily buy her a record every six weeks if that maintains this to be an exciting novel element um because for me that is far superior to again her being on access to an internet device um or something that's going to be putting out emf or you know any of that jazz yeah she's so used to you guys playing records at yeah. night and like has enjoyed like stiff. turning them since a yeah. very early age and putting the needle down so i love that for her that's so fun yes Awesome. Well, hopefully y'all enjoyed something in today's episode. Um, Definitely go on over and check out the Food is Medicine for the Whole Family program if you want to learn about how to really put this all together. And especially if you're struggling with getting your children into the adventure side of getting out of food ruts and tasting new foods and getting on board with clean eating. A lot of support in that program. Um, So go on over and check that out. And then when you're at AllieMillerRD.com, you can get the Kids Essentials Bundle the Essential Wellness Bundle, and any other of our Naturally Nourished Supplement line products that we've discussed. Um, We always enjoy y'all tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.